Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Joining me for the first time on this episode is Mr. Shane Moss. Hello. Great to see you. Shane, good to talk to you. I've, I've, we've worked, uh, I've worked with you a, a couple of times. So yeah. this is a, uh, we, you know, online interactions, but a, this is as close as face to face as we've gotten in a long time. <laughs> what is the last, do you have any idea when the last time we worked together? It's probably I was been probably like five years or something. Hosting. I was, I know I was hosting. So it's, yeah. it's been a little while. Yeah, and, yeah. um, I opened for you in India a bunch of times. Yeah. And then, you know, as careers go, you, you don't cross paths. And here we are. Here we are. Which is a uh, a perfect plug for your podcast. <laughs> Which is called Here We Are, where I yeah. interview a different scientist each week. I was just listening to your episode with uh, Herman uh, Ponser about uh, was it metabolism and diet and evolution. So Yeah, yeah. That, that guy's a really fun communicator. What I liked about that episode, did you happen to get to the part where, where we were talking about some of the wellness grifters and stuff and and just some of the misinformation and everything and like Mm -hmm. conspiracy stuff my favorite part about it was when he was like yeah i think as a species we've just been promoted to a job that we no longer have the skill set yeah we're for. he said we're promoted we've promoted ourselves to a level of our own incompetence <laughs> yeah. i have it in my in my notes uh, <laughs> it's rare that I like pull out my phone i'm like i'm just gonna write this down for no specific reason but i'll find yeah. it later um yeah, yeah. so let's uh, your 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 podcast is called here we are let's do some plugs up front what what else you got going on so people can find you well, my main thing, so so here we are is pretty specific. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, if we talk about a lot about how the brain works, a lot of evolutionary biology and psychology, how the brain evolved to mm-hmm. perceive the, uh, the world, that sort of stuff, and uh, kind of intuition, a lot of subconscious stuff. So, you know, it's it's not for everyone because it's not everyone's into science and that's fine. Uh, listening more, to it it's like it's listen it's me eavesdropping on two people that are smarter than me <laughs> so it's it's fun to like uh, you know let me uh, i'm working above my pay grade as you guys kind of talked about so it was interesting to listen to but please go ahead yeah yeah so it's it's definitely admittedly it's it's a it's a very very specific um niche market you will learn a hell of a lot if you listen but mm-hmm. my my main show that i'm putting so much of my effort into i started last april is mind under matter with ramin nazer mm-hmm. and um so i've been interviewing scientists for eight years ramin's been interviewing mystics and and uh, musicians and creatives and artists and stuff he's a very popular um instagram artist mm-hmm. just a lot of like drawing that are like meme ish kind of about uh, motivation and mm-hmm. that sort of thing and in a quirky funny way and so that's that's kind of our different takes a, a comedy and philosophy podcast so it's a lot of me blabbing about my the sciencey ideas that I'm interested in but in a much more accessible entry-level kind of way and remains funny as hell and yeah um, makes me laugh like a lunatic every episode 
So if you can be in, informative, any anything where humor is added is always a benefit. Like, yeah. Like if you could be super smart, but then a little funny, you're so much funnier than if you were smart with a or funny with a little smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I actually think that I, I've found so I didn't go to college. I don't have a I don't have any um like official scientific training Mm -hmm. it's just i've just been reading science books my whole adult life and really Mm -hmm. interested in it started this show eight years ago but i find that comedians and scientists um and also i'm i'm a bit of a psychedelic advocate as well similar thing going on there where uh, the the one of the things that all three groups do well is kind of take the alien anthropologist point of view of imagine you are an alien visiting our planet. Mm-hmm. What would you think of us? Yeah. And comics do this so much, but where, where we uh, it's, it's things that everyone else just walks by and takes for granted as this is just the way life is mm-hmm. comics go. Hey, have you ever noticed this and that? Why is this a thing? And you kind of tease apart that, that, uh, that hidden, um, that hidden observation and connection mm-hmm. that once people hear it, they're all familiar with it. Like, Oh my God. Yes. I, I, I never realized that about automatic doors or yeah. you know, whatever, but scientists do the exact same thing. They notice something like that and they think, well, what's intuitively my explanation for it. And then mm-hmm. they just dig into it. So, but that first, you know, and then it gets, boring from there uh sometimes because then you're getting into the data and the nuance but that that first or spark of an idea mm-hmm. is almost the exact same in my opinion with uh with a new science insight and a comedy insight because that's when 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 you have a like you make such awesome videos and you're and you're so uh quick and everything and you know we're 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 both we're both we both been stand-up comics forever and and you know you you get ready and you perform the thing on stage and everything and that's fun mm-hmm. but when for me when you have that first spark of an idea yeah that's such a special feeling it's like there's never there's nothing like the laugh i get from it from like honing it and performing it on mm-hmm. stage is nothing compared to the amusement I feel when I have that first insight in the shower or yeah. whatever. And, and and there's nothing you can do to, you can't get that again. You can share it. You can make mm-hmm. money off of it. You can entertain others with it. But that feeling is amazing. It's that, uh, you know, I, you probably have felt the same way I do where sometimes it's, it'll be weeks without a, like a creative spark in your life. <laughs> you know, you're I kind used of, to think yeah. I, I used to think it's gone. I'm, I'm done. Not coming back. No, no, no more ideas. <laughs> the ideas are gone. Oh no. I sell mm-hmm. ideas. <laughs> yeah. And then you get one and then, then you, you re love comedy again. Mm-hmm. Not that you hated it, but it's also like, it's a new motivation, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the same with like when I, I'm I'm sure it's probably the same for you and most people. But when when, you know, you're you're kind of grinding out, especially if you're toward the end of honing an hour or something like that mm-hmm. or getting ready for some TV set. And so you've really been grinding out 
the same fucking thing. And then, and then one day just something odd happens or just out of sheer boredom, you notice a word in a different way mm-hmm. and you add a little tagline. That's always when like, then I'm making myself laugh on, yeah. on stage. Cause I just, Oh damn. I just thought of that. I made that, that uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy crowd work, mm-hmm. but I could, I can see why some people do enjoy it for that. It's a, yeah. It's a, here's a new set of circumstances. That's kind of my character is we'll give you two or three things that, you know, that are going on right now of like, if we're banning books or whatever, and yeah. then I'm, I'm, it's kind of the show chopped where I'm given two or three topics and let's see if <laughs> I can make this a thing. So that's, that's where it's, it's a fun challenge of here's, here's what happened. People are drinking pee, they're burning books, all that yeah. stuff. Let's see if we could make it. Let's make funny. it. Let's, yeah. Let's see if we can cook it all together and what <laughs> it tastes like. Well, now uh, I have a question for you. Um, so my, my co-host uh ramin who i I really uh, ramin nazer who i think is just one of the funniest people on planet earth is he a comic by the way yeah yeah he 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 like won austin's funniest person years Mm -hmm. ago and that's that's when we we first met uh i lived in austin for a bit and he uh yeah he he was on um um uh one of the like the late late show or something okay. like that okay, and yeah. i think a comedy central anyhow but but he mostly just does art um and he's but he's quick as hell but he does he does impressions and characters okay. like a good episode i think we had an episode called too many hats mm-hmm. recently where we went through um a job survey and like to find out, you know, like a career guidance thing. Yeah. Like here's uh, how do you feel about making cabinets? How do you feel about IT work or whatever? Mm-hmm. And we talked about each one and he could just on the fly do in a perfect impression of every job that yeah. there is the yeah. moment that he heard it. <laughs> and, and there's something about uh, when I watch people, cause I don't do characters. There's something about, um, when I'm watching people that pop into characters, it's like, there's something about it where there's like some creative freedom or some like new lens that you're seeing Mm -hmm. through and you're able to see these connections and in novel ways. It's, it's always funny to me that someone can be faster in character Mm-hmm. than they are in real life which is peculiar right because you wouldn't like if, if you were speaking a learning a second language mm-hmm. you wouldn't be as quick speaking that second language yeah but doing a character that isn't you mm-hmm. <laughs> is somehow faster i yeah i feel like with a character at least you know for me there's a criteria of how how does guy feel how, what does he think you know, it's kind of if you're if you're acting, which I've not done a bunch of, but you kind of make a bio for your character. And, you know, again, if, if they if you ask how, like, what do you think of making cabinets? This guy's got a an opinion. You got to have an opinion on everything. But with if it's just me, then I'm also like I I might embarrass myself because 
with the character, if I'm embarrassed, that's the, that's the character. That's not me, you know? Right, right, right. And it's like, I think it's sometimes it's much easier to write for that character than it is for me because the, that guy has a specific angle that he's always going for. But for me, I'm like, I could write about anything. And that's the paralyzing part. Ah, uh, that's it. You give me criteria. You give me those three things that, that are happening in the news. And I'm like, okay, that's that's what I write to. But if it's just me, I'm like, I got cats. I got a wife. I got a house. I own a car. Like all these things where I'm like, I don't know which direction to go to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, that's been one of the fun of, of um, my Mind Under Matter show is that each episode, I, I don't know when this is coming out, but we, we just released a couple valentine's day episodes mm-hmm. and so i was like all right valentine's day i'll do some like evolution of mating yeah. stuff and so then i'm like well how would i just explain as much as i can in 90 minutes about this subject and i'm like oh that's two episodes worth and then i'll have and then i'll have a structure and i can riff a bit but yeah when 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 there's no that's what i've enjoyed about i've been putting together themed shows for mm-hmm. about about um eight years mm-hmm. now about about half of my comedy career about, mm-hmm. about halfway through i just decided i don't want to do traditional comedy anymore i just yeah. want to start doing like themed like more more infotainment sort of bigger ideas sort mm-hmm. of stuff and well and it's easier to sell as from from a marketing standpoint of, it really here's is. what the show is rather than come see some jokes which you know it's always amazing when people are like, I don't like comedy. I'm like, oh, you don't like fun. You don't like that's the name of yeah. the game is is fun. But if you can sell your a show on psychedelics, I know exactly what to expect, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. So I've 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 liked doing that for that same reason. It's just easier to have a direction and a few of those constraints for creativity rather than like, what's funny hmm. what's a <laughs> yeah. joke i remember doing things for comedy central the comedy central had this like great scam where they would pay comics what was like a decent amount for comic mm-hmm. but uh but uh, like to write and then act in a commercial okay so like you would do everything and mm-hmm. so they would they were producing commercials for yeah. like pennies to them you know and and for broke comics but but they would be like we need you to write uh there's a new like bacon thing for burger king and mm-hmm. so write a bunch of bacon jokes that also jim gaffigan didn't already think of yeah and the there guy was like who's, something you know. fun about <laughs> about that you know there's something fun about having having those constraints and and there's there's I mostly started doing, I didn't know that going into doing theme shows. When I started doing theme shows is because I wanted to introduce some, some of the scientific ideas that I was interested in mm-hmm. that I thought were funny, but they would take so long to set up the premises Yeah, that I was like, oh, I can't just like set up this long premise and then do a punchline and then set up another long premise. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be sort of like what you do with your character where I need to I can take a little bit of time in the beginning mm-hmm. as long as I sell my delivery is like, this is kind of conversational to build a lens, um, a new lens to see the world and then apply that lens to 
to like uh, the the same world people have been walking by and have new insights so that so now that 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 five minutes or whatever that it takes me to set up some bigger ideas and that then i am just like building on that same idea and able to hit more punchlines and everything afterwards yeah. and there's a payoff but if i was just doing like one-off science jokes i that that wouldn't work but then from that i found like oh it's it's really fun to just create a lens for people mm -hmm. and then walk them through a new world with the these new spectacles on well, and I, I do, I want to, I want to talk about uh, my character breaking down because that's kind of the, the pitch of it. But also first, like the thing I, th I think is interesting about you watching you from like when I first started to work with you, then you had a, you had a uh, Richard Pryor or George, George Carlin uh, epiphany. Uh, maybe you have to tell me, but like your, your act when you first started out was, it was jokes. It was just yeah. fun jokes, but then I worked with you one time and then the next, the next time you, it was science. You completely like to me to throw out a whole act. That's insane to me to throw out. I burned the jokes, so you know? many bridges. <laughs> I had so many clubs were like, why are you, <laughs> mm -hmm. why are you not doing jokes anymore? And you're just doing like funny science lectures. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I've decided I want to do now. So that's yeah. what I'm doing. What it, what it like a gutsy thing where you, you know, you had something that was working yeah. like, and I, 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 was envious of like oh i need to be that i need those jokes i don't want to be that level and then you know to see you flip it and and in a, like a year span of like oh you got an all new thing but it's also you you're you got to be super smart to be this funny you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it was it was a rough transition mm -hmm. actually looking back at it because i i had I mean, I have some mental health issues and stuff. And so, so it was also kind of in the middle of a uh, real like life crisis mm -hmm. where I just decided I was like, I had had the success just telling jokes that I was after. I was like, okay. Yeah. And like, I can keep on going and like get a bigger, you know, like, you know, the ideas as you get on. You, know, uh, you had been on Conan what two, three, four times or whatever, you know, uh, five, five times. And yeah. like I, I had had, I got a, I had a comedy central presents five years in um, uh, to my career. And that's mm -hmm. all that I really wanted when I started, I was mm -hmm. like, that seemed too ambitious for me. And so then I started. So then after that, I was like, cool. All right. Now I'm going to do an hour. And I mm -hmm. remember finishing the hour and I was getting ready to submit it to Comedy Central. And I was like, oh, I hate this. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do this for the rest of Well, I remember after recording the half hour special and I crushed it. But I remember hours afterwards, I'm like hanging out with people at an after party. And I just remember feeling like, huh, this really isn't like moving the needle for me. Like the mm -hmm. way that I thought that it would. And this yeah. isn't. You got what huh. you wanted and it wasn't what you wanted at all. And, yeah. and uh, then I had like a one or two year period where I was like, okay, I want to say bigger things. And I didn't really know what that was. Um, I, I started, I started watching like cable news 24 seven for mm -hmm. 
a minute there, like maybe I'll try to get on the daily show or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank God. I decided against that. I, I hated doing that. Um, and, and then I was just like, I, I started performing internationally and they all do these themed shows at the, like these fringe festivals and stuff. And I was like, well, what would my theme be? And I'm sitting about, the, they're thinking about what in the world kind of a theme would I ever talk about as I'm sitting there, like reading um, science books, like yeah. drunk every night after, after I go home, that's what I would do. I would like, hey, let's get, get drunk and read science. And books. I would go and like read about physics and stuff mm -hmm. at like three in the morning. It was just like a routine that I had. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Oh, this, this is the theme. And so one day I was just like, I'm just going to not do stand up anymore. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I started showing up to clubs and talking about like evolution and stuff. And sometimes, but I didn't have a set or anything for mm -hmm. the first, for, for the first three months, I didn't have a set. So I just riffed. Um, and sometimes it killed. Yeah. And then sometimes it bombed. So horribly bad and like you you can't bomb like that and get like a club would rather have you do a fine show mm -hmm. every set than like be so hit or miss you know yeah of getting well, people to come back and i can't imagine like if you had a couple bombs in a row you, you i'm sure you were like what the fuck am i doing you know like uh, oh yeah even you have good shows not with just science show, would you just uh, like i'll be like what the fuck am i doing you know like oh yeah you're always just questioning what what is going on and and what is this what i want san marcos florida captain brian's i was like mm -hmm. get, i'd finally like gotten all of this I, I put together what eventually turned out to be this um special mating season that was on netflix which it was my first whack at doing a sciencey themed show. Mm -hmm. Looking back, it's it's not my finest work anyway. But um, I I was like getting pretty excited about it, mm -hmm. and then it bombed so horribly there. And I remember just getting hammered, um, and like I had like I had I had like almost an entire room like walk out on me on a Saturday night. It wasn't, Yeah, it was so fucking strange. Cause it wasn't even, I wasn't being offensive or anything. They yeah. just <clears throat> were not interested at yeah. all. And it was like, I've never experienced anything like it. I cried afterwards. Oh no. Yeah. I got, I got, I got fired the next uh -huh. day. Like they didn't have me come and do the Sunday show. They just canceled it. And, um, and, and then, but I like, I, I just was, yeah, I, I just stuck with it. And kept and trying it, to... That's the, sh that's the show that eventually became the Netflix special. Yeah. And what a, what a bizarre thing of like, oh, they all walked out. And then that was the show that got on Netflix. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Weird thing, like a trajectory of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, but it was like, I, I also, I made the mistake of dumbing it down way too much because mm -hmm. I was like, I want to sneak evolution ideas into a show where people don't want to hear it. Like, yeah, be, be in like, uh, you know, Dallas, Texas and stuff. And I would have cowboys be like, man, I never thought I'd laugh at science jokes. And like that really that did something for me. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm from the Midwest and I, I, I 
I was like an angry atheist early on in my life because I was raised hyper religious. But once I learned more and more about the kind of evolution and the evolution of culture and and the um, the the kind of belief systems that have brought humans to where they are, I gained a lot more um, respect or empathy or whatever. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. you know, people just haven't had this stuff presented in a way that's palatable or understandable. They've just had it like yelled at them. And yeah. so um, yeah, you, yelling usually works when you're talking to people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do too much of it now on Twitter, but uh, myself, but that was, but that was early on. I was like, you know, I want to write something that my, my family would understand and, mm-hmm. and like people that I care about would get it and be like, Oh, I see. Okay. I I'm following this. So, you know, I did, I did one about mating behavior because it was easy to go like, take the same kind of trite um men and women are different sort of mm-hmm. jokes but then explain okay but why are wh- why are they different why do we see these different patterns mm-hmm. and use like animal uh, fun animal references and stuff like that and it worked well on the road but because i made it so hyper accessible for the road you know how stuff on the road and stuff on like TV are two different animals. Like yeah. TV is more cerebral and unique. The mm-hmm. road's more like broad, low hanging fruit type, mm-hmm. type stuff. So I catered it way more to, I, I was thrilled to be able to communicate science to people that w- most people would think wouldn't want to hear it. Yeah. And, but I, I shouldn't have put it, I should have changed it before I put it on Netflix, but that was just another one of the lessons that I learned along the way. And now and it's, it's all an experiment, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, let's, let's, you know, you know, when I was like, Hey, do you want to do my podcast? I don't know what we're going to talk about. And you're like, we could break down your, your MAGA character. So I'm sure. interested because they're, you know, it's a, it's the thing that I do, but also people have told me things about me that I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that. And I'm the guy, you know, who I'm me. So nobody knows more about me than me, but then somebody will give me an insight. I'm like, I never saw it that way. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a subject that I'm interested in because uh, I, I have, uh, I, like I was raised, I had a pretty conservative upbringing. I'm from mm-hmm. uh, a little city, La Crosse, Wisconsin, um, I'm just outside of it anyway. And it's it's not that small of a city, but there's there's nothing but farms surrounding it for yeah. hours. And um, been there uh, before, did shows there, and yeah, yeah. It's, and you know, it's it, it's growing up. It was like wholesome um, folk and everything. And then mm-hmm. and then I did a lot of my work was in the center of the country and Bible Belt and stuff. Even though I was like. I was kind of a, a more edgy, absurdist comedian early on. Mm-hmm. I really prided myself on like, nope, I'm not moving to New York or LA. I don't care about that. I like had a lot of pride in like the grinding out the road and like being yeah. a hybrid comedian where I could go and do alternative shows mm-hmm. in the big city, but then could like work the, like you're at the loony bin right now, could still work the loony bins and stuff. I had so much pride in being a hybrid comedian, all stuff that I don't care about anymore but at the time it's what what fueled me and i cared a lot about it and so so yeah there's so i guess i guess a lot of the stuff that i'm uh super interested in is is um is evolution but the main the main things that i think that are relevant in kind of understanding so i have 
I have like my my grandparents have a huge Donald Trump mega flag in their mm-hmm. yard still. Um, yeah. it, like have never they updated took, never it. Took okay. it down. Never took it down. Yeah, and it, I it driving was, it was stolen. <laughs> stolen like driving the, across the country to this the day you see, yeah, you see like still, and I saw like one one house had a, they updated their 2020 to 2024 but all they yeah. did was write four over the zero like they didn't yeah. bother even getting a new flag i have i have uh you know my my grandma's sister that you know they live in a small town in iowa like probably population of 3000 or something mm-hmm. like that and um uh, you know a mile away our sister lives there has like a trump rambo flag not for a joke for yeah, real i trump have one rambo. for a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know i have like we got together for christmas and like my uncle showed up wearing a let's go Braden um shirt mm-hmm. to, to christmas like mm-hmm. i was wearing like a green christmas silly yeah christmas outfit and what stuff. you wear to and, christmas yeah and, and he shows up wearing that with like that shirt as, which is like a truck stop um gift i uh, love truck stop shirts i always go out of my way to look at like a flying j because it'll it, go ahead yeah <clears throat> if you want to know a city you know this as a road comic mm-hmm. if you want to if you want like the headliner in a box if you want to either pander to a crowd or push their buttons, mm-hmm. all you got to do is go to truck stops in any city and just see what their deal is. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's there's no nuance in the truck stop gift area. It's like, this is our sports team. Mm-hmm. This is where we align politically. Here's the weird jokes that, you know, in Wisconsin, there's like maybe cheese head stuff. So you'll also get to see some of the cute things that they're mm-hmm. into as well. We like swords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's and it's so weird. Of- it's it's a truck stop. That's for travelers. But you can learn about a place that's catered to travelers. But it's for, you know, you'll see the locals there. You can tell they're locals. Yeah, it's a so it's a lot of in-group signaling. So a lot of what that's about. So what, one of the things that I really like thinking about, one of the biggest predictors of of political attitudes, is um, is you have so there's. Have you heard of like Myers Briggs? Probably right. The personality the, yeah. indicator. Thing. I took so, a whole class based on when high school that of like let's find it's like let's find your career, but it's a it was a whole class, you know. It, yeah, yeah. So I, I hate to tell you, Myers Briggs is not used by actual scientists. It's kind of been discredited. <laughs> but uh, but there's a similar thing that this Big Five personality scale, mm-hmm. which is uh, so I'll I'll do the one relevant last. But there's conscientiousness, which is mm-hmm. like how clean and organized. So all of these. So so when constructing these, none of these things are perfect. So what they did was they kind of they they took every aspect of a personality and then when things kind of lumped together they mm-hmm. would put them so so for conscientiousness like some people are really tidy and 
they have a terribly organized calendar or whatever, or they aren't mindful with uh, being punctual or something like mm-hmm. that. But a lot of times those things tend to correlate and go together. So that mm-hmm. gets lumped into conscientiousness. Mm-hmm. And then there's, um, and then there's agreeableness. Um, like I'm a little low in a agreeability. I like kind of pushing buttons and arguing mm-hmm. with people a little bit. And then there's neuroticism or kind of your susceptibility to negative um, emotional states. And uh, I'm actually kind of in the middle there, which I think I'm, I'm I, I assumed I was a little on the unstable side, but I, I guess I'm not as much as I thought. And then there's extroversion, which is kind of intuitive, extrovert, introvert. I'm in the, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm uh, introvert in real life, but I podcast and I'm on stage and stuff. So yeah. I fall in the middle because of that. I think and then, you and I are similar of like, you know, get, if, if I'm not a guy, I'm not the guy that starts or host a party, mm-hmm. but my, my needs for like to be, I don't know, entertaining. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll do that. But after the part, after my part of the party is done, I don't need to be associated with people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. And so then the last one, and then another thing to bear in mind is like, there's typically not a right or wrong. Most people just fall in the middle on Mm -hmm. on these distributions and there's, and there's pros and cons to being one way or another. Like they, you would, you would think like maybe disagreeable has a lot of social costs, but also being very agreeable can make you gullible and a sucker for things and get to, you know, if people walk over you, you won't get the raises at work and that you deserve that sort of thing. Um, and so, so, you know, takes, takes all kinds to make the world go, go around, but in our, in our hunter gatherer conditions, there would have, uh, there would have been kind of a spectrum of each of these. And so openness is kind of your, um, your, tolerance for um uh for new and different things and the unknown mm-hmm. and ambiguity so usually comics are higher in openness usually creative people are higher in openness mm-hmm. if you're higher in openness you probably like traveling quite a bit more you probably like trying new foods a little Mm -hmm. more than the average person having like cultural experiences you you probably aren't as frazzled by change or being in an an environment with like a you know groups of people or cultures that you aren't used to just don't frazzle you as much Mm -hmm. um and and you're probably like into novelty seeking quite a bit more and then if you're if you're at the very again most people are in the middle but if you're at the very low end of openness which is generally this is like kind of stereotypical conservative democrat differences if you're Mm -hmm. at the low end you're way more into tradition routine new things no thank you like i already know the foods that i like mm-hmm. i don't want to try some weird fancy thing you know new cultures new uh, like out anything that signals outsider and I, it's not just like skin color or anything that 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 can mean a different sports jersey that that can that can mean um a mask yeah a mask exactly different different religions 
mm-hmm. anything you're going to. And, and so if you're low in openness, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be less inclined to travel, you know, yeah. everything like where you were born, what, what luck you just happen to be born <laughs> in the best damn place in the yeah. whole wide world. Why would you go anywhere else? It's mm-hmm. horrifying out there. You'll take a peek at through like the window of a television to see what's going on out mm-hmm. there. And as far as you can tell, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, your religion is the best. Your sports team is the best. Just all, you just got born into all of the best things. So why change anything? And, and, um, and like the, your, uh, you you lucked out too with your country because your founding fathers you know weren't just humans they were infallible deities with Mm -hmm. this gift of infinite foresight and knew everything there ever was and ever would be and yeah we do not question our founding daddies Mm -hmm. and uh, and so there's uh there there's a lot of um the, the past is very sacred and mm-hmm. needs to be held onto. And, uh, you know, wasn't that great back then? Can't we make it great again? I, I love the, those types of people are always like back in my day, everything was so much better. And now everything, you know, it's a, the argument of kids these days and got it so easy. And I just, I love it. Isn't, isn't stuff supposed to be easier like it's like isn't yeah. air conditioning great like rather than sweating your balls off isn't that much better like that's the I, whole idea things should be easier yeah yeah it's 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 funny too i mean you know it's always it's always it's easy for me to pick on people that are low in openness because mm-hmm. they're in a different group than i am mm-hmm. and, and i you, you know, when you when you're a comic and you travel around and you meet so many different people, it just you learn so much, even just through osmosis, without even trying, just through experience, just mm-hmm. through seeing so many different ways of living. And it's just it clears up a lot of prejudice. I mm-hmm. I have I had growing up, I had way more various prejudices and judgment of all sorts of groups of different people, places, uh, people and places and everything else. When I was a kid, that was just kind of like what I was born into. You travel around enough that like that cures that in a hurry, generally speaking. Yeah. But if you're low in openness, you're probably not going to go out there and travel more. And, and evolutionarily, if you're, if you're a hunter gatherer, it makes sense to have uh, both. You, You want you want the people that are kind of like into uh, all right let's just hunker down here let's make our shelters better here and protect this environment and then you're going to need explorers that were willing to risk their life and go out there and find new area and like a lot of those explorers a lot of those high and openness people would end up getting eaten by things or getting lost and starving or whatever else. But also they would find amazing things and get laid a bunch and have stories to tell, you know? And so there's, there's this whole spectrum. Um, And, and there's no, there's not really a good or bad in this, but I, I do, if I were to make a case for openness, Mm -hmm. 
it would be that our our modern conditions are so much different than our hunter gatherer conditions. Mm-hmm. Our hunter gatherer conditions that was absolutely vital to worry about a new tribe that you run into mm-hmm. and be suspicious of what their intentions are and are they just going to come and murder your whole tribe and take your women or yeah. whatever else. You if you if you didn't if that thought never crossed your mind you were dead like mm-hmm. someone would get you and i would say that in a modern environment a lot of those defenses are no longer near as useful we, we have agreements hey let's not kill each other let's not you know <laughs> yeah. like you know for the most part we've all agreed stoplights and and seat belts like you know, what's, what's to stop the guy from coming over into your lane? Well, it's, it's that line right there. That's, you know, we yes. kind of just agreed, Hey, th- this is how this works. Exactly. And, and so, and because of that, there is, and it is funny with the, like kids have it so easy these days because you also, there's also a lot of, I mean, everyone, everyone does the, Every party goes like, but the children, mm-hmm. what about the children to kind of get their way? Yeah. But it, it is funny to hear like kids have it too easy. And also we need to make it easier for them, but they have it too easy. But there, yeah. there's definitely so there's a lot of mismatches with our with our modern environment. And one is that so so humans, as we know it, probably the, the last time our brains evolved were like somewhere between 100,000 and 200,000 years ago. So uh, until until agriculture took off like 15,000 years ago or so mm-hmm. uh, and started bubbling up all over the world, it was, conditions were like pretty normative for, you know, tens of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Now we live in a world that changes so rapidly. We didn't have the internet when you and I, were born we didn't yeah. have cell phones when you and i were born mm-hmm. you take any one of these things are dramatic changes uh com- compared to what hunter the, the kind of changes that would happen in ten thousand years yeah. in hunter gatherer lives and so i would i would say that it's now an, a necessity to be a lot more flexible in and adaptable in uh, in your thinking. Yeah, it's like when you see, even like you'll see like a, a 60 year old on an iPhone and to me, my mind is still blown. I'm like, I can't believe you know how to work that because there's a, like a certain point and old people are like, I'm done learning new stuff. And that that's just, that's not all old people, but it's just amazing that like, oh, your grandma texts, that's crazy to me, you know, like. Yeah, but it's- Keep it, it moving. Yeah. For all for all you old fuckers out there, keep it. I play pickleball. I play pickleball with a bunch of seniors and mm-hmm. stuff. I like just w- whacking a wiffle ball at a elderly person. <laughs> um, that's how that's how I amuse myself. But um, man, people that people that keep moving um, mm-hmm. just age better, and it's the same with the mind. If you if you keep that's another reason to advocate for um, openness and getting outside mm-hmm. of your comfort zone is it's just going to keep you um, 
it's going to keep you on your toes and, and stimulated and, and, uh, mental flexibility when you, when you, we also hunter gatherers also, we're always having to like taste a new plant or mm-hmm. figure out a new place to go gather or build a shelter or hunt or whatever. And now you can fall into a routine where you do the exact same thing mm-hmm. day in and day out for decades. Yeah. Decades. And, and that's, our brain was meant to be a little more stimulated than that. And there's a use it or use it mindset, just like our physical mm-hmm. muscles or anything else. And so it's, uh, it's that guy of like, Oh, if he retired, he would die. Like he, he needs to keep working and he needs to keep doing that thing because that's, that's his thing that he does. If he, if he just was at home, that dude's got two months before he's dead, like just yeah. not doing anything, you know? Right. Yeah. And and so, so there, there's also, there's so many different factors um, going on here too, but there's, there's a lot of, basically there's a lot of, there's a lot of intuitive thinking mm-hmm. with people that are low in openness and it happens. So, so you have the other side of it is you can be so open-minded, your damn brain falls out, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I toured around with a psychedelic show and kind of became a part of the psychedelic community and Mm -hmm. people that go to burning man and stuff. And, uh, a a lot of those people have like, it loops back around. You get so far out that now you're just Mm -hmm. validating your own intuition. It's like, you're getting information from DMT entities or whatever, Mm -hmm. but what do you know? They're telling you the same bullshit that, that, mega people are buying into which yeah. is like trump and anti-vax stuff and, and things like that which is really just rooted in intuition so if you have if you have something that is counterintuitive mm-hmm. which we've now built a world our intuitions were built a hundred thousand years ago and now everything that our world is built on is counterintuitive we have satellites that stay in space built on an understanding that time works differently depending on how far you are away from mass and a center of gravity Mm -hmm. and like the odd things that need to be calculated and figured out for us to um, construct our modern world are insane. And one of the things is that's relevant now is kind of disease avoidance stuff where, so evolution kind of builds heuristics over time. So what happens is an organism will, that will say, um, happen to be adverse to something that like gets green or pale skin Mm -hmm. or, or from time to time or sneezes or something like that, you know, a member of the species that tends to just like, I don't care for that. And, and goes away from it tends to survive and reproduce more. Whereas if, if, you know, if, if inhaling someone's sneeze was good for you, 
we would have evolved to be drawn and you know anytime someone sneezed you'd everyone would scramble to huff up that sneeze mm -hmm. you know? and it's not there was never an intention going into it it was just a preference that got favored evolutionarily over time but those things happen over millions of years generally mm -hmm. and so when something new pops up and when something like say an asymptomatic spread which a lot of the modern viruses like tuberculosis and um and uh, some uh, some other things like that 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 don't they don't show symptoms early on then there's this cognitive dissonance of you don't have any intuitive alarms going off in your head that something's mm -hmm. wrong and then someone's telling you the world's full of a bunch of disease that you can't see like what the fuck you know mm -hmm. and and so you start spinning kind of stories to reconcile this and finding patterns and especially if you've been brought up into um kind of traditional religious upbringing so also another thing is is that humans i, I hope i'm not getting overly deep here no i so yeah so well, yeah go ahead well another thing is is because we're such social creatures and there's so much benefit in understanding that you have a mind and your mind is understanding that i have a mind and mm -hmm. we're on the same page that's also helpful if you're say out hunting buffalo and you and i are like looking at each other and understanding the buffalo's intention and then it sees us so we know that it sees us and so we got to change our strategy and mm -hmm. and so this theory of mind stuff is so useful that it gets overused because mm -hmm. there's all these biases so you would rather project a mind onto something then assume that it doesn't have a mind and doesn't have intention. Mm -hmm. So usually humans, when they can't perceive, when they don't have a clear explanation for why some chaotic situation or something really complex and nuanced is happening, mm -hmm. they tend to assign a mind and intention to it. So they tend to like want a face to want to like put a face on it. Like yeah. Fauci or something like that yeah. to attack or, or Trump, uh, fucking probably blamed trump for way more things than he actually was doing wrong who knows mm -hmm. we, we all it's i think it's a part of human nature that we do this and then we and then, it's that scapegoat we need something to like we we sometimes we're united by the things we love but also yeah. sometimes we're united by the things we hate you know and it's like we uh, i don't i don't we don't love uh our love is is not the same level but our hate is right on point sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah and it's a lot of the same it, it's 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 really emotionally salient in a lot of the same uh parts of your brain are work with the the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference it's mm -hmm. uh, like, like indifference is a completely different neurologic happening, whereas mm -hmm. love and hate are very emotionally salient. Yeah. They can both bond people and everything else. And, and so, yeah. And so there's, so there's a lot of like misperceiving of say, you know, imagining that well, there must be something in charge of all of this. So it must be it's something like me, but like smarter and more powerful, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of religion or in terms of conspiracies. It's like there must be like mad scientists or something like that plotting against me. Yeah. And then there's a lot of like 
agency of like, there, there must be intention here. So there's a lot of like with COVID, there's a lot of, cause we're social creatures. There's a lot of, you kind of, you kind of think, all right, what's COVID up to? COVID doesn't have an intention. COVID doesn't even know it exists. It's not yeah. self-aware, but we sent, we feel things out in that way. So it's like, if you get, that's a lot of, a lot of reasons people don't realize you can get COVID twice or just like, there's a lot of fairness of like, well, I did these things right. So I probably won't get it. Mm -hmm. Or, or like, I got it. Like, okay, you stinker. You got me COVID. The people that will announce that they, they are done with COVID. And I, that it's more of they're done with the protocols and, and stuff like that. But it's (laughs) also that like, I'm just letting you know, virus that uh, (laughs) I am no longer taking applications or what, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And you meant, you mentioned, go ahead. Yeah, no, go you mentioned before of like being so open-minded that you fall for bullshit and you yeah. know, you didn't say it in those words, but it's like, that's that, that Q mind of like, these people are so not open in certain ways, but the most open and those, and like you it's, it's somebody riding behind a computer. Here's the new things that are at JFK juniors coming back and all that. Like yeah. they, they're like, I don't, I don't want you to kneel during a song, but this dead guy's coming back. It's such a crazy spectrum of what you won't accept versus what you will accept. Yeah. And well, well, the, the conspiracy stuff tends to clump together as well. Whereas it's like, usually, usually it's not like a different person that believes that um that you know vaccines are genocide and jfk was assassinated and then a different person believes that um like uh elvis is coming usually the same person believes all of those things Mm -hmm. because then it's just like conspiracy thinking is just a tribe onto itself Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a lot of the conspiracy people will just kind of certainly in the psychedelic community they'll just kind of align themselves with whatever party most of the conspiracy people are in if yeah. most of the conspiracy people are like to the far left they'll go that way if most of them are to the far right mm-hmm. they'll go without anyone that understands that there's a whole universe plotting against uh, against us so lack of control and predictability are the two biggest stressors for basically any organism mm-hmm. on life. There's a really good book why zebras don't get ulcers. That's all about this. And if you, if you take one away, that's pretty stressful, but if you take both away, there's there chronically, there's a feeling of helplessness. Like mm-hmm. you can't predict when a bad thing's going to happen and you don't have control over it mm-hmm. why waste energy trying to figure anything out and then you construct a lot of stories to not figure not to do anything about it so like saying cloth masks aren't as effective never led the conspiracy people to put on n95s it led them to not want to wear masks yeah Saying there was a lab leak didn't have anyone running for a biohazard suit. It had people saying someone else's fault, whatever. I'm Mm -hmm. not dealing with it. Saying a vaccine isn't a hundred percent effective or as perfectly safe 
because nothing is including aspirin or anything else isn't isn't like okay so let's make a safer vaccine or learn more it's nope don't, let's not deal it's all just denial let's not do anything about it other than construct a fanciful story mm-hmm. of why if we did do anything about it it wouldn't make a difference anyway mm-hmm. so why bother which has been happening with global warming and everything else too yeah but what's really interesting with disease avoidance is that so there's a fun study where they have people um, come in and they're going to rate their social values like what do they think about affirmative action or gay marriage or that questions like that Mm -hmm. and they have a control condition and you have people that are like falling like in the middle right but then an experimental condition you have a a different group of people go into a room where there's like a smell of rotting garbage or rotten egg or something Mm -hmm. that triggers disease avoidance and those people end up um uh um filling out a surveying as more socially conservative under those conditions. Mm -hmm. And the mechanisms at work are really quite interesting, which are that. So the, the body only has so much energy. There's a million things going on. You got to digest food that takes energy. You got to have an immune system. This brain is incredibly expensive. The amount of energy that a brain uses is, is insane. It's crazy that we have such large ones. And, and or if you want to run, you need to mobilize energy to your legs. Mm-hmm. There's no free lunch. There's always trade-offs. And so when your immune system becomes hyperactivated, basically it kind of goes, all right, there's a threat. So let's just prime this thing to just psychologically be averse to any new experience because we're, we're doing everything that we can to manage the, the disease threat that's already in our environment. Mm-hmm. So let's not take a chance on a new environment. Let's not mm-hmm. take a chance on strangers or anything else because they might, they, they might introduce even more threats and the immune system's maxed out right now so it makes people less and high in openness so then you have a global pandemic happen where remember the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was like i think i already had it you know yeah when i first started heard of covid my eyes started getting like (laughs) weird and dry and i don't know i was getting sniffles i just had the same thing happen recently i had a covid scare where i was at a game night and then found out days later one of the people tested positive for covid and before i even got a test or anything like you know i start getting in my head i'm feeling something i'm like oh do i have a headache right now is Mm -hmm. this brain fog am i and so there's all these various your immune system's using every sensory bit of anything that it can to figure out a cue. Mm-hmm. And, and so also us becoming aware that there's a potential disease threat, a global pandemic is going to make your average person lower in openness as well. Yeah. That new things of like, you know, we didn't wear masks. We, you know, before like the, the idea of social distancing see is now is like oh yeah don't stand so close to me sting uh but, but like 
like now it's like, why weren't we doing that? At least not, let's not, we don't need to crowd. There's no reason to, to be on top of each other, but like new things of like a mask or uh, like a vaccine, which those aren't new, but like, like now it's like you got those as a kid. So you didn't even think of a vaccine, but now it's a new thing intro- being introduced. And, and I think a lot of people are, it's, it's, it's like, like, they don't want to get it for like mostly like a freedom of choice, but it's also like they just don't want to be told what to do. Like if oh it, yeah, like if it was just like put put on the table and like nobody said anything, maybe they would take it. But if somebody's like, you should take that, they're they're like, fuck you, you and know, because it, it's loss of control when that's, people that's are already it, yeah. losing predictability and control. If mm-hmm. if if the pandemic was instead. Um, like, like, for example, one of the, one of the ways that that bats um, treat some of their diseases is counterintuitive to most species because confinement usually spreads disease. But in bats, they actually when they're um, when they're under threat and there's an illness um, in, in some conditions, they pack closer together mm-hmm. to turn up their body heat. The same reason that we have fevers to mm-hmm. potentially burn off viruses bats will pack together so say there was a disease where the cdc was like you know there's a novel disease next year cdc is like all right this disease we figured out what's going on with it we all need to be gathered together as much as we can you need to like be going packing together in comedy shows and like be at live music events and you just need to be like every day be around people as much as you can. That's the only way to keep you from this deadly pandemic. People would be like, fuck you. I need my alone time. This is a (laughs) mental health issue. (laughs) And all of these things that you're touching on are super counterintuitive. Masks are fucking uncomfortable and inconvenient Mm -hmm. and like, they look weird and no one wants you're not no one wants to wear a mask in an ideal condition no one wants a needle full of weird stuff they don't understand Mm -hmm. being injected into them under normal conditions we're social creatures no one wants to like think about and people can't figure it out either where there's like like someone will still two years later i'll see someone like drop a cookie on the ground or something be like oh covid like oh no that's not the main us talking right now this mm-hmm. is the this is the real actual eat, yeah. danger eat all the floor cookies you want but don't <laughs> yeah. breathe my breath you know <laughs> like and so it's like the game's always changing for us too so we have these built things that we're that we're used to or that we evolved uh, disease mm-hmm. avoidance for and then the game just changes completely and and it's it's sometimes just easier to uh to deny um as well but another here's here's a here's another thing that i um that i thought you would find interesting about your mega character that's when so we've covered a lot of kind of evolution um type of things but there's also there's this fun idea so none of this stuff is per- like personality trait stuff, this big five, you know, scientists are always bickering and going back and forth about how valid each of these things are mm-hmm. and it will continue to improve over time. And so like, you know, no one should take any of this stuff as gospel. 
but there's there's one that's a little more toward the speculative side in my opinion but gosh darn it's so fun which is why part of the reason why conspiracies take off is because they are so fun and interesting and it's, sound like a bad yeah. B movie and stuff. It's fun to like, I I'm like, I, I want there to be a big foot out there. And that's like the, <laughs> yeah. on the spectrum of conspiracy theories, not really hurting anybody. Oh, that's I want where, you the know. big foot again. I want, can we, can we go back to like, the kid friendly conspiracies <laughs> that like you know like the bigfoot you have whole like stops in the side of the road and in you know the pacific northwest mm-hmm. where you stop at a sasquatch hut and you get your shirt and everything else that's so much so much more i I want family friendly conspiracy merch again none of this illuminati like shape-shifting lizard pedophile uh, drink children's blood yeah like take it fucking easy yeah can we get back to the fun ones again yeah, the, the, like the worst, you know, if, if you're searching for Bigfoot, the worst that happens is you're camping and you don't find <laughs> yeah, it, you know, exactly, like exactly, exactly. Especially right now, you'd be socially distancing, mm-hmm. you'd be getting some fresh air and <laughs> exercise and you're learning how yeah. night vision goggles work <laughs> and different like, uh, you know, instruments that you're that you're buying, you're learning science along mm-hmm. the way. And there's, you know, there there's. The other thing is, is, is that, is that conspiracies do exist. Sometimes corruption is real and some, some conspiracy thinking, even when it's delusional has in the past, um, like created more transparency within government pressured governments to be like, Whoa, what do you think we're doing? All right. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just show you what we're doing so that you know, (laughs) like not that. So there's, there is like some utility in, in some of it as, as well. But, um, the, the, the thing that I wanted to tell you about was these cultures of honor, because that plays into the mega character, um, a, a bit more too. So, this is this is really interesting. Oh, so so another thing with the disease avoidance stuff is places that are near the equator, mm-hmm. um, that are warmer, and uh, uh, and you especially more like moist, uh, like uh, like a lot more moisture and humid climates that mm-hmm. have more disease. Uh, so diseases are a little different than viruses, but uh, people, uh, but areas near the equator like a high parasitic load um, and disease load, like Mississippi, for mm-hmm. example, will typically be um, lower in openness because right from, because they're born into uh, an area with a higher prevalence of disease and parasites. So mm-hmm. their immune systems priming their psychology toward, so, which might explain why like areas of the Bible belt are, um are lower in openness it's the same with like areas in india like the one place where ivermectin worked for people um it it was because it's a high an area with high parasitic load that needed ivermectin for parasites before covid Mm -hmm. so it was like better if you have both covid and worms it's better to just have covid than to have COVID and worms. <laughs> so, so if you take the two people, the ones that, that 
that had their worms treated did mm-hmm. do better than the ones that didn't have their yeah. their worms treated because they're in poverty they that is in areas with poor sanitation and they're mm-hmm. near the equator and so there's really interesting people eat spicier food that's more antimicrobial mm-hmm. in those areas uh, as well because uh because it helps um combat uh, disease. So okay. you're going to get spicier food in those areas. You're going to see lower in openness in those areas. So then if all that stuff's not complicating things enough for you, there's cultures of honor, which are fascinating. So the idea is, is that you have like your hunter gatherers, right? But then you have the advent of modern agriculture. Mm-hmm. And so then you have people getting farms and some cattle and stuff, but then you have, you have herders, people in like Scotland and stuff that are herding around goats, you have your entire income that you're going around with that makes you incredibly vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You can have all of your income uh, stolen from you. And, and so these cultures that did, I think there's like Northern Ireland and, um, and uh, uh, the Northeast uh, England or something like that, just, just have a, anyone can just look into cultures of honor and, and see some of the speculation about this. They, they are quicker to, um, to take offense to things. They're quicker to punish people mm-hmm. that have wronged them or advertise that they are ready to, uh, ready to throw down at a moment's notice. Yeah. And so what happened in the early stages of the United States was in areas of the South where there was a lot of cattle uh, uh, driving happen happening. A lot of those herders from Scotland and stuff that would immigrate mm-hmm. to the South to pursue an occupation they were already familiar with. And they were these cultures of honor. So there's all of these weird ways that they've tested it. Like they'll have, they'll have people in different regions come in for a study and some actor will come by and like, you know, accidentally kind of bump into them a Mm -hmm. little bit and then be like, ah, asshole. And, 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 and then they do all of these measurements and people in the South that are in these cultures of honor are very quick to mm-hmm. stand up for their pride and honor and to start a fight with that person. Excuse me, asshole. And mm-hmm. that sort of thing you can measure on the level of hormonal exchange, people's cortisol, the major player in in stress, you can measure this in people and cultures of honor, their their cortisol shoots through the roof compared to the rest of the population Mm -hmm. um, when when there's there's some sort of social threat, someone someone is, is dishonoring them or Mm -hmm. their job or their family or insulting their character in some way, real high rates of aggression and, and, uh, and, and, uh, projecting of, of, of that, of like, don't come around here. Yeah. If you're going to insult me. Is there, is there a correlation between like, IQ or level of intelligence versus uh, pride, because there's always there's people like uh, we're proud of whatever, but it's also like you're 
there's so many people that are proud of being dumb prideful you know ignorance saying? yeah yeah i mean first of all you you've you've known me for long enough to know like how much of a drinker i uh, was and still mm-hmm. can be and stuff and and so like i'm i'm not averse to doing dumb shit to this day i've done mm-hmm. plenty of dumb stuff in my life uh i can't wait to see the new jackass a lot of that stuff resonates with like i get the idea of like wanting to taunt a bowl like i, I <laughs> there's there's like stupid shit like that that like that, there's some crazy in thoughts me. To be like i understand wanting to get gored by a bull i get that <laughs> yeah, like... yeah yeah <laughs> there's just something in me that gets it i have a mm-hmm. i'm a high sensation seeker and a bit of an adrenaline junkie mm-hmm. at least i used to be um a, a lot of broken bones and stuff along the way have uh have softened me up a bit but um but anyway yeah there's so still one same thing was that there's no there's no free lunch um mm-hmm. if if there's so take the stress response system for example um if if you're under stress what this cortisol does is it mobilizes energy to your legs and stuff like that mm-hmm. to like in your hunter gather the saber tooth tiger is coming after you or this is pretty much every mammal's the same thing so this book by zebras don't get ulcers is about a lion's going to chase a zebra both the lion and the zebra are experiencing the exact same stress response cortisol mm-hmm. is shutting down everything unnecessary at the moment that means shut down the immune system shut down digestions shut down sex drive this is no time for a boner Mm -hmm. shut down everything else and let's just fucking run Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of short-sighted let's deal with the problem at hand and Mm -hmm. do the long-term fancy building projects afterwards so so chronic stress can impair a lot of like digestion and those sorts of sorts of things then if you're in an area with a with a higher um if there's not as much sanitation um if if there's more disease around like there's there's uh there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence that shows that um areas of the world that improve their sanitation you Mm -hmm. know go from like second world to first world kind of sanitation just become more socially progressive so they just become higher in openness yeah and so there's there's some indicators that people that are in areas that are under threat their immune systems ramped up and it takes a bit away from what is able to be put into like building you know a big fancy iq that can figure out abstract mathematical mm-hmm. formulas and and stuff like that so there's if you're there's, worried about where you're going to put your shit it's yeah like, we don't need really need math right now i need to like not get sick from that poop right over there you know exactly exactly and so because of that there's like maybe a little correlation there and then and then yeah then then the the culture of honor stuff could have explained some of the pride as well mm-hmm. so prideful ignorance but it's also i mean we all it, there's also 
like people are becoming more familiar with Dunning Kruger. I feel, mm -hmm. I feel like the idea that the less you know about something, the, the, more, the more you sure. think you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. very intuitive. We all do this. You go, so they, there's this, it's called the kind of an illusion of explanatory depth where, mm -hmm. where you go, Oh, I know how a door uh, someone's like, how's a door handle work? Like, I know exactly how a door handle works. Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? You just turn it like that. I could probably even take up a couple screws and take out a door handle if I needed to. Well, a few months ago, I got locked in my own bathroom because some weird mechanism that does this and that broke inside the door handle. Mm -hmm. And I had to like crawl out a window and go get a screwdriver and all of these other things. And you find out in a hurry, like, oh, I don't know as much about how a door handle yeah. works. I know how I to actually... use a door handle, but that's about it. And it, yeah, to, to quote uh, a guy, uh, Joe Rogan, one of his comedy bits, he's like, if I put you in the woods with a, with an ax, how long before you can send me an email? Like, <laughs> yeah. and that that's the guy that the antithesis of who or, or the or like who we should be talking about is joe rogan but right right but it's like that thing of like what worse we're people dumb people using smart things and we're yeah. we we're pretty dumb when it comes out like when you have to teach it or when you have to like break it apart and figure out how it works you know yeah yeah it's, a, it's... go ahead no, it's, it's, I mean, I, I constantly learn as much one-on-one stuff as I can to get ready for interviews. And mm -hmm. you, you have the learning curve right away where the second you start taking a class about something, you go immediately that, that confidence level, if you look at the Dunning-Kruger mm -hmm. graph, it just drops to the floor. Once you actually have to start learning something, you go, Oh my God, this is horrendous. You like, learn how much you didn't know, you know, like and that's immediately a th there's so many people and I, myself included is like, uh, you know, you're not even willing to admit that you don't know. It's, it's like, it, it's your, I guess it's a pride thing of, Oh, I don't know. You, yeah. you know, to, to just admit that you don't know is such a big step in, in learning or just in life to be like, hmm, you know what? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's where, um, I mean, so, so comedian, I've been disappointed with some aspects of the comedy community because there's a lot of conspiracy stuff in there, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of motivated reasoning going on where it's like your entire income is dependent on people gathering indoors. So yeah, you're going to start biasing. You're going to look for confirmatory evidence that's mm -hmm. going to be like, yeah, it should be fine. You mm -hmm. know, that's, that's pretty natural. But then also, um, you know, comedians want a novel take like, you know, I, I went on like a, however long we've been talking here, a spiel of a bunch of stuff your average person has probably never heard of. I, you mm -hmm. know, we, we get rewarded for having novel connections and novel insights and things. And also comedians are like anti-establishment and yeah. everything else. So it's, it's kind of the perfect priming for um, conspiracy thinking, but at the same time, um, comedians are really good at comedians. Uh, that, that's why I love, 
I love self-deprecating comedians mm -hmm. um, a, a lot as well, because comedians won't even, it, there's individual differences, but comedians don't even like lead with their best foot forward in a lot of circumstances. They intentionally lead with their worst foot, point out why their foot's so bad, mm -hmm. and then make fun of their bad foot mm -hmm. and tell an entire audience of people is laughing at their bad foot and like on their side about it. And mm -hmm. it's part of what's like really endearing and vulnerable about, about um, comedy. And it's actually a way to advertise strength is to make yourself vulnerable in front mm -hmm. of a crowd of strangers that can judge you for your dumb bad foot or whatever. Yeah. And, well, and that's also a thing of uh, control. I You make the joke so nobody else does. And it goes back to exactly. let, let me control the situation. Because if if I lose control now, I'm like, oh, God, this isn't going to go well. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. And, the, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. If you as someone that was bullied a lot as a kid, I, I got very good at making fun of myself better mm -hmm. than any bully ever, ever could. So then it's just like. Well, I just have a better joke about that. Like my joke yeah. about me is going to make <laughs> you look like an idiot because yeah. your joke about me is nothing compared mm -hmm. to the stuff that I've written. <laughs> so now it's just, now I've turned the tables and it's just an opportunity for me to advertise my wit. You yeah. Know? Well, I think we have to wrap up here. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I appreciate your time. Any final thoughts on, on anything that we discussed? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, I, I, I think that I absolutely love your character and I'm like so frustrated just from not not just the pandemic, but the whole Trump thing, like mm -hmm. I, I, I be, just because so many of my relatives and everything else along the way. And and I but I the only thing that the only thing that kind of keeps me sane mm -hmm. is just continuing to dig into it and explain and find and that's that's what i think is one of the beautiful things about what your character does is it's revealing insights that you're having about about this character because also once like once enough people see stuff like that like a caricature of themselves mm -hmm. i do think because there's a lot of ways to get the job done and a lot of people are like like if you see me on twitter and you don't like like how aggressive and i am toward people when i'm like blowing off steam or whatever i would totally understand mm -hmm. if you hated my entire twitter account i i get it but there's just a lot of ways to go about like correcting mm -hmm. what we view as like some blind spots that we all have yeah and we all see it in others easier and so there is the like gentle let's all get along and like oh if i just sit down and instead of telling them why they're wrong explore ask them more questions about mm -hmm. why they think that and blah, blah blah all these like various strategies and there's mm -hmm. books written about how to influence people but i think that you know as much as it might get under people's skin and embarrass people in the moment i think it does change people's minds when you hold a mirror up to what they're acting like and makes people go like you know what 
I don't want to be that character. <laughs> I, I at least want yeah. to live in a way where I can say that character's unfair. Uh, mm-hmm. an unfair characterization because right now uh, that was hitting a little too close yeah. to home and, <laughs> and the people that I know and stuff. And I think that's really valuable. So I, I think it's, I think just like keeping, uh, keeping exploring um, why humans are the way that they are hopefully helps us all understand each other and ourselves a little bit better. Yeah. To seek understanding is, you know, and you, we may not have the full grasp of it, but at least we tried, you know? Right. Right. So yeah. And then other than that, shameless plugs, here we are podcast where I interview a different scientist each week. If you're interested in COVID stuff, I've done a few recently, but normally uh, until recently it had been like six months since I talked about COVID on the show mm-hmm. or like had a COVID guest. I mean, mm-hmm. it comes up cause we're in a global pandemic and there's yeah. lots of things in various fields that are relevant, but um, you know, also have like a butterfly episode. And I saw that where I haven't gotten to that one yet, episodes. but it's like, yeah, a whole episode on butterflies. I do stuff like that. I'm going to do way more animal ones this year, mm-hmm. like one a month, hopefully. So, so yeah. Uh, and then mind under matter is I think a really good place to start to see if, uh, if I'm your style, cause it's also, it's a fun visual thing and it's, it's worth even just following Ramin Nazer on Instagram because he has fun drawings mm-hmm. that are amusing and insightful. Yeah, man. Well, uh, Shane Moss, thank you for being on the show, dude. Thank you. See you, man.